October, Friday the 13th, 1989, Jimmy Wade Martin's body was found on a street in the small town of Bonterre, Missouri. When there are witnesses, a murder weapon, and a taped confession, how exactly does a murder become a cold case? This case has not ended by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of people in that town's not going to. You know, come. rumor has it it was big brawl, big bar fight. County jail. We have been working so hard on this. I can't be silent anymore. You know, like you know that guy that got killed here last night. There was rumors going around like the next day. We started doing a lot with Facebook. The question is, what happened to Jimmy Wade Martin? From Blueburn Productions. This is Small Town Forgotten. I'm your host, Chris Halsey. I don't know what the hell the police were doing or what they was thinking, you know. Because they didn't have nothing to do with it. And I told them, say, I ain't got nothing to hide, you know, I didn't do shit. Why the hell would I kill Jimmy, you know? Thank you for joining us. If you're a first-time listener or if you've been following along since our first episode on November 13th, thank you. A lot has happened since that first episode. We have heard from so many people, and now the investigation into Jimmy Wade Martin's murder has been reopened by a joint task force of the Missouri State Highway Patrol, the St. Francis County Sheriff's Department, and the St. Francis County Prosecutor's Office. We are still walking the tightrope of keeping the story going while at the same time not revealing anything that would adversely affect a jury trial. In this episode, we have two interviews to share with you. Do you remember Shane Hill? For those of you who are just joining us, Shane Hill is an alias for the man who was listed in the police report as a person who had fled the scene immediately after the incident. Shane Hill is also the person who David Brian White said was getting beat up by a couple of guys when David stopped them by saying that he had had enough. We reference Shane Hill in episodes one, two, five, and our last episode. He is everywhere in this story. The twins believe that he knows more than he's saying, and you'll see why. Before we get to Shane, however, I want to play for you my interview with Peggy. In episode one, we played just a soundbite. Peggy is a Bonterre native and seemingly knows everyone in town. She helped us describe to listeners what Bonterre was like in 1989. She's one of the first people that came forward to the podcast with information and wanted to help. She had reached out to me over Facebook. She had been at the bar the night that Jimmy Wade was murdered. Hello, this is Chris. This is Peggy. Hey, Peggy, how are you doing? I'm doing fine today. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. I'm really glad that you uh, agreed to talk to me. Again, help. Y'all can get a great pleasure. Yes, that that's fantastic, and that's that's what we need. I, I think that's been the problem from the beginning of this case is people not helping when maybe they knew something. That a lot of people helped. in that town's not going to talk because that, that night at the bar, and Jimmy were arguing. Jimmy never was like a person that started problems or anything like that. He was a go down to earth, go lucky guy. I mean, he was always happy. Always pleasant to be around. It usually ended up at the same bar. And um, it's a small town. If there was something going on, everybody knew it. Was there? Do you remember a lot of, after this case happened, was there a lot of talking going on around town? 
Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as they found out that Jimmy was murdered, because you never seen Jimmy argue with nobody or had bad words towards anybody. He was, a, I mean, very friendly and um, worked hard, loved his two little girls, always talking about his little girls. And before I left, Jimmy and was arguing to where it was about to be a fight. That night, they just got into I don't even know what that fight was about because I didn't stick around because I didn't want to be there. But the next day, you could go into town, and that's all they talked about. Tell me about um, about the bar. Is the which it, you don't it, live here now? But yeah, just tell me about what what was that bar like? Um, where was it? It was just a little bar. It it, it was on um, Division Street. It was called um, Crosses. It used to be an old um, grocery store, and they turned it into a bar. Now it's a tire place, if I'm not mistaken. Is it right across the street from? Uh, what was Polite's Tavern? Yes, sir. Okay. What what kind of a bar was it? Was it? I mean, mostly everybody. Just local. a little redneck bar. Uh, I mean, it was just a little redneck bar. I mean, it wasn't much. It wasn't fancy. It was just a place where everybody would drop in, drink a beer, and have a good time. Were fights common, or was it usually pretty relaxed Excuse atmosphere? Me? Were Were fights common there, or was it usually a pretty relaxed? Well, you know. It was pretty relaxed, but every now and then they would get rowdy. And usually it was always the same crowds, you know, that went in there. It's the little locals. Never seen many out-of-town people come there. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew everybody. I mean, everybody knew everybody by their name in that bar. Sure. Did you did you talk to Jimmy that night? I said hey to him. I said hi. He was playing cool with my cousin. And everything seemed to be fine when you saw him. I mean, nothing... Well, you, you could tell there was a little hostility in the bar that night. So I know that uh, in the police reports, the fight there was a fight that started outside. Did you see any of that, any of the actual fights happening or, no. or how that took place? No, I left before the police came. When they started arguing hot and heavy, that's when I got out of it. I wanted to be there when the cops came. There's a lot of people that were there that had passed away. Right, yeah. I tried to reach out to my cousins that were there after I left the they, they're like, they don't want to get involved. I was like, you know, it, it, there needs to be justice. Yeah, you know, and, and that seems to be what how a lot of people feel. But it's not really fair to Jimmy's family or Jimmy's daughters for people to keep something, you know, that may lead to an arrest or, or, or just questioning for that matter. You know, it's... Yeah, well, you know, there was rumors going around, like, the next day, and the next few days. Go down with talking. It seems crazy to me that that the police never heard that rumor and investigated that. I don't know. And that's what I said. Why doesn't anybody speak up? Everybody knows that they argued, and I don't know if they, they got into a fight after I left, but they were arguing to where it was going to end up into a fight. That's how bad the argument was. And I didn't stay, but... There's other family members that stayed there, and it's like, did they fight? Did something happen? Was a cop called after I left? What? You know? But nobody wants to say nothing. My goal is is to get justice for this murder, or, or at least have it a, a fair a fair fight to figure out what happened. Um, because Jimmy's daughters, Andrea and Angela, you know, they've had to basically live their whole lives without their dad, with, with no justice for it, and somebody... Somebody murdered him that night, and they're just walking around the streets. I don't know who the, the fight was when the cops came there, if it was them two or somebody else. 
but they were ready to fight when I was leaving. Well, I hope I helped you a little bit. That's you, all you I did. really know. Yeah, that's I'm, and like I said, I think I've said it several times, but I really appreciate you speaking up because a lot of people aren't, and it's it's not really fair to the to Jimmy. No, it's or not fair. And you know, little girls need justice. And like, why doesn't somebody say the whole town was talking about it? What's up, True Crime Podcast listener? Hope you're enjoying Small Town Forgotten, a podcast that takes place in my hometown of Bonterre, Missouri. Whenever you need a break from the true crime genre, come on over and see us at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that discusses TV and film, old and new, things like Airplane or Game of Thrones. We talk about it all. Come see us at MostlySuperheroes.com and listen where you get your podcasts. Enjoy the rest of the show. I want to thank Peggy for taking the time to talk to me. In the police report, it states that the police were called to the Colbin Tavern at 12.07 a.m. because of a fight. And then they were called again 10 minutes later because of a body lying on the sidewalk. It's around the time of that first call that Peggy had left the bar. Peggy was not a witness to the murder. She wasn't even a witness to any of the fights that happened outside. She knew Jimmy Wade, though and she positively remembered that Jimmy Wade was in a heated argument with another person in the bar before his death. We don't know what that argument was about. But my hope, because again, we are not allowed access to the actual case file, is that the police have an interview with the person who argued with Jimmy that night. When you hear my interview with Shane Hill, you'll understand that he is a reluctant witness. That night, He was beaten so severely that he lost consciousness, and then he was arrested for the murder of Jimmy Wade Martin. It couldn't have been a memory that he enjoyed revisiting. Hello? Hello, is this Yeah. Hey buddy, this is Chris Halsey. I called you earlier about the uh, podcast and documentary about Jimmy Martin. Oh yeah. I was going to see if you had a, a little bit to talk with me. I don't know what I could tell you. <laughs> well, the reason I'm calling you is um, in the police report from that night, your name was mentioned in there. So that, mm-hmm. that told me, obviously, that you were you were there that night. And I was just going to yeah. see what your story was, what, what happened that night. Uh, I, I left there, when, when I guess when the bar was closed, and I left there, I was going home, and I was walking. I went and started. I didn't get very far. I just got up the road and I got got jumped up there and got beat up. And, and then um, after that, I was headed home and the police seen me and I had blood all over my shirt, you know, from the fight. And, and um, they took me down to the police station and stuff and and um, took, wanted to know if they could take my shirt, you know, and check it and told me that Jimmy had been killed and shit and I said well I don't care said, ain't nobody's blood on it but mine you know so I told him go ahead and take it and then they let me go and I walked on home and went to bed and <clears throat> that night later on that night they come and uh, rousted me out of bed and said he had died and stuff and that they was taking me in 
so I went with them. And uh, so they took you in. Already, they took you in as a. Sus- huh? They took you in as a suspect. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. They they kept me up all night. There kept me there to the police station and questioned me and kept asking me same stuff over and over. You know, I guess see if I'd change my story, but you know, I didn't have nothing to hide, so I just kept telling what happened. You know, that's about all I could do. I don't know what the hell the police were doing or what they was thinking. You know, because. I didn't have nothing to do with it, and I told him, so I ain't got nothing to hide, you know, I didn't do shit. Why the hell would I kill Jimmy, you know? You know, they they had me as a suspect, but after that, I stayed about a week because my P.O. had a hold on me, you know? Who did you get in a fight with that night? Um, wasn't much of a fight to some bitches. Um, um... And long-haired guy with long hair, I think. Do you remember his name? No, I don't know. And he was a new guy around at the time. I didn't know who he was. Now, what did they? Why did they jump you? I don't know exactly. And well, didn't look like me anyway. You know, we'd had an encounter before, and nothing become of it. But this time, I guess he was. I don't know what he was doing, had planned. You know, he jumped me. Um, they come up the street. I was, you know, where, uh, let's see, there at, um, what the hell's name that bar? Leonard Police. Yes. You know where it's at? Yeah. That's where um, they got me at, right up there by Police. And they come across, I remember him coming up, uh, on the opposite side of the street by me, you know, and then come across the street and didn't really say nothing. And he's coming at me like he was going to fight, you know. And so I got ready and uh, he come, I knocked, knocked him down. And uh, I remember knocking him down and then uh, coming right after him. And I didn't have time enough to react, you know, to do, any, do anything to him. And he, I guess he hit me, knocked me out or something. I don't know. He hit me pretty good. And then I woke up in the street there. Woke up in the street. I tried to, I tried to run from him, you know, after I hit, um, I was going to run. And, uh, I remember I couldn't run because somebody grabbed me from behind. I don't know who it was or nothing, but. And then that one guy, I guess he did what he's, you know, beat on me until he knocked me out or something, I guess. And I woke up there in the street a little later on. Wife figured out somebody grabbed me from behind. The next day I had uh, finger, you know, bruises where somebody had held my arms from behind. had grabbed me and held my arms. That's why I couldn't defend myself from that second guy. So that, who who broke that fight up? Did somebody break the fight up? The one I was in? Yes. No, that knocked me out. I, see, I come to, and I was laying in the middle of the road there in front of um, police. 
that's when I come to, I was there and wasn't nobody around then. Some guy, some guys at the other bar, I think, at Poli's. What time? What time was this? What time did the you? Were, so you you're saying that you left the the Colbin Tavern mm-hmm. and was walking yeah. up the street when attacked you. Yeah, jumped me up there. What time was that? Yeah. I couldn't tell you for real. They they probably could give you a pretty close time from the police report because I seen the police not too long. I run into them not too long after I'd been in the fight. I was walking home and they seen me, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty good amount of blood on my shirt. And, you know, that that had just happened. I guess they said that, well, it doesn't happen, you know, because when they took me to the police station, I remember them saying something about Jimmy or something, getting into it with someone or something, and they, they beat him up pretty bad, and I had I didn't know about it, you know. And that's the first I heard of it, and they'd done, that, that had done happen. So Did I you- guess it was after... Did you see Jimmy? Part. Did you see Jimmy Martin in the bar that night? Yeah, yeah, I seen him. Did you talk to him? Uh huh. And what was what was he like well, I that don't, night? I don't remember what we talked about or nothing. You know, it's pretty buzz. But I always talked to him when I seen him. You know, because me and Mike was good buddies, and I knew Jimmy through Mike. You know, I knew all of them over there, Jimmy and. Oh, Martin boys, you know. Uh, Do you know who Jimmy came to the bar with that night? If he showed up with anybody? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. There's a lot of people there that night. I didn't really. Uh, now, I couldn't tell you who he come there with. Now that night in the bar, was there were there other fights happening? Was there a lot of fights going on that night? I couldn't really tell you. I didn't pay. I didn't pay much attention and. People, you know, was just drinking, having a good time, and I, I never really noticed it, you know, anybody else fighting or anything. I try to avoid all that shit when I go out, you know. I don't need no trouble. <laughs> yeah, now I'm in places like that ain't that big, and I don't want to right. <laughs> get my ass kicked. <laughs> but I don't know who the hell grabbed me from behind. Somebody did. So there were, was, was there three, or was it just It was them two jumped on me, but there was somebody behind me that grabbed me from behind. I didn't notice at the time, because I, I broke and tried to run, and I, I woke up in the middle of the street, you know, and I didn't know nobody grabbed me, but till the next day I had fingerprints on both the inside of my arms, you know, bruises where somebody had helped me, held me, and I was trying like hell to get loose because it bruised me pretty good, you know, on my arms. And you still where, don't know who that third person was? No, I couldn't tell you who it was. You know, he's behind me, and I didn't even know there's anybody behind me. I guess he come up behind me on, uh, on the sidewalk there, and I didn't notice him, you know. But I did see them two coming at me from the other side of the street. Now in yeah. the in the days following that, do you remember anything being said around town? Did you hear people talking about what may have happened to Jimmy 
or no i didn't I, w- I was in jail for a week after that happened i didn't even get to go to the funeral or nothing and, i think it's about a week and I was locked up even after that in the years following there was no nothing nothing being talked about nobody was saying it was this person or someone bragging about it or anything like that no no there didn't I never did hear really anything, no, remember anything, you know, I, I would, I don't know, I don't know if I should say or not, I remember it's a long time ago. Yeah, we've got, just to kind of give you a rundown, I don't know if you were expecting my call or if, if you had heard what we were doing or not. Um, yeah, I heard just the twins were doing a podcast or something was talking about doing i didn't know nothing about it though yeah well we've got we've got a lot of people that have um that have never talked are talking now and uh it what it's going to take to get it solved for people everybody we get the same story from everybody jimmy was a good guy they liked jimmy we just need all those people that like jimmy and think and say that he was such a good guy to to open up and say what they know or what they think because Mm -hmm. there's been too many closed mouths for too long and now we're kind of putting this puzzle together and there's going to be some justice served sooner than later Mm -hmm. and like i said it's going to take people like you that were there that you know maybe didn't see anything but if there's something that you know that you haven't said and if you jimmy was a friend of yours like you said now's the time Mm -hmm. to say something because those those yeah. twin daughters of his grew up without a dad because somebody yeah. killed Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really don't want to get involved in it, you know. Yeah, right. and all you'd have to do is, is say what just what you told me. Unless there unless you know more, in which case we would want you to say that. But if yeah. you only know yeah. what you told me, anything <coughs> everything helps because when yeah. what we've come to find out when we talk to one person they may have something that they think is inconsequential but when someone else hears it it sparks them and we've got we've got lots of people uh, they should telling. have all that they should have all that in uh, the police report you know okay yeah and what i don't I told them and they were saying yeah. can, they can were i use me all night long <laughs> right probably similar questions to what i'm asking you Mm-hmm. I was hesitant to talk to you because I figured I'd get drugged into it or something. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. and like I'm not trying to bring you into it other than the fact that you were there that night. Mm-hmm. I, and and if you want, I won't use your name. Okay, I guess you could do it with, with if you don't use my name. Okay. You know. Okay, and and. If I keep your contact, is it okay if I reach out to you if something comes that I think you can help me with? Can I count on you answering the phone? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate I've seen that number time. on there before, but I thought it was I thought bill collectors were calling me. <laughs> I didn't answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I remember seeing that number now. So, oh shit. You got to block those calls. Yeah. Well, just yeah, know just know that that even you you talking to me, you're helping the Martin family, and okay. and I don't know if you know this, but I'm a Martin too. My mom, my mom's yeah. a Martin. Yeah. Um, Danny Martin's my grandpa. So. Oh, Danny. Yep. 
Yeah, I know Danny real good. You do know my grandpa too? Yeah, I know Danny real well. He's uh, in his 70s, ain't he? Yep. Yep, ain't yes, far behind. <laughs> All well, right. Well, sir, I just know that what you're doing is a good thing, and, it, and it's going to come back to you, and I appreciate you talking to me. I may reach out to you again, but just know mm-hmm. that I do appreciate it. All right. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Shane Hill was beaten outside of Polite's Tavern. It sounds like he's talking about an entirely different location, but Polite's Tavern was pretty much across the street from the Cole Bend Tavern. Nowadays, you'll find Pizza 101 South there. He had just exited one bar and was walking by another when he was jumped by two men. When he regained consciousness and went to walk home, covered in blood from being beaten up, he was picked up by the police. At this time, he had no idea that Jimmy Wade, a man he knew and was friends with, had even been killed. Obviously, Shane is an older man. You can tell by his voice that he is old, and yet, Shane Hill was still willing to talk to us, still tell what happened to him. Obviously, being that the crime happened more than 30 years ago, the person who killed Jimmy is old. The people working on the case now weren't around at the time that it all happened, but they still care. Which just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how much time has passed, that justice can still be pursued. It still means something. The Golden State Killer was just caught and his crimes were over three decades ago. I just read about another podcast that helped find the killer from a 40-year-old case. Do you remember in the first episode when the twins had said that it didn't seem fair that they have had to deal with the consequences of something that someone else had done? The person or persons who did this have not had to suffer the consequences of their actions. They have lived their lives. They have had birthdays and 4th of Julys and Christmases and any other family gatherings that they chose to be at. They were able to attend weddings, to see their kids grow up and to see their grandkids grow up, and all of the things that Jimmy Wade had missed. Like I said to Peggy, it's not fair, it's not right. I know the old adage that life's not fair, but what are we doing here? Don't we all strive to be better people? Shouldn't we all try to make life as fair as we can? I have two sons, and shouldn't my wife and I try to treat them fairly? Try to teach them to treat others with fairness? Yes, life is not fair. Jimmy Wade Martin, a father and a husband who was loved and is missed, died. And no one was convicted for his murder. But if that changed, if everyone who knew something came forward and told us, or told the police, wouldn't that be showing our children that we meant it? Life is not fair. But it's our responsibility as good people to make it as close to fair as possible. We call this podcast Small Town Forgotten. We don't just mean that justice has forgotten small towns, but that we have forgotten ourselves. Why do we live in a small town? Isn't one of the main reasons that we all live in a small town is because of the sense of community? The idea that we are all watching out for each other? 
Since we started this podcast, I've been moved by all of the people who have been willing to come forward. But I've also been disheartened by all of the people who say that they don't want to get involved. I can admit to a little bit of anger here. Especially when people who seem to know something won't step up and do the right thing. Don't we only want people here who will look out for their neighbors? Because this is when everyone will feel safe telling the truth. They will feel safe helping twin daughters find their father's killer. We do not control this story, and we don't know what's going to happen. We have hope that it will be resolved, and we have faith that it will be soon. We are telling a story, and it's very real. You are all characters in it. But are you heroes or bystanders? Back in episode two, the twins had made a plea. I think it's worth listening to again. Um, My name is Angela Williams, and I am the daughter of Jimmy Wade Martin Jr., who was murdered in 1989. And I'm asking, begging, pleading, if you have any information in regards to his murder, big or small, we have had um, some clues come to us that the person thought was irrelevant that is just another piece to the puzzle that we're trying to put together, and I just ask you to please come forward. I'm Andrea Lynn, and I'm also Jimmy's daughter. And like she said, it could be just a little bit that we need to go off of. We have done a lot. We will continue to work. Please, if you have any information, it's not like that he got sick and died in the hospital. He laid on the side of the street and bled to death. If if it were me, I don't think I could live with myself if I knew something. Small Town Forgotten is presented by Blueburn Productions, writer and executive producer Vanessa Martin, creative and executive producer Ashton Holsey, director and executive producer Sean Lee Martin, and myself, Small Town Forgotten is produced in association with Vagrant Media Productions, Brett Wiley, Jake Delaloy, Caleb Cook. Podcast distribution and digital strategy by Logan Janis with Kerrigan Ventures. Original music written and performed by Todd Holsey. For more information, please visit smalltownforgotten.com. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Special thanks to the twins, Andrea and Angela, for their perseverance. I'm your host, Chris Holsey. Thanks for listening to Small Town Forgotten.